Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a Silver Linings edition of the HHC, but another exciting contest at the Hive last night with some individual stat lines uh, that just had fans ooing and eyeing throughout the evening at Spectrum Center, which was packed with King James, LeBron, in attendance for the L.A. Lakers. 124-118 to 118 was the final score. Lakers get the win. It's their third in a row. They end their Grammy trip on a three-game win streak, but the Hornets sure didn't make it easy, even though the Lakers were up by 16 at half time. The Hornets fought their way all the way back, had it at a two-possession game, had a shot to make it a one-possession game late in the fourth quarter, didn't end up going down. Lakers end up emerging with that 124-118 to finish. But not to be outdone, the Hornets didn't just have the top score in the game, but the top two. Miles Bridges, a career-high 41 points. Brandon Miller, a 33-point performance Both of them had career highs for made field goals. It was just an outstanding game. We got a lot to break down with this one. Helping me do it, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo. Rob, uh, this one was a lot of fun to take in. Obviously, when LeBron James is coming to Charlotte, or really anywhere in the NBA, it provides an electric atmosphere. He's one of the greats the game has ever seen, and fans rightfully want to see him out there. But they certainly want to see him challenged. And the Hornets, who have been undermanned for a long time here due to injuries, uh, the trade of Terry Rozier not yielding a player physically back, obviously hurt the depth chart quite a bit as well. And yet, despite all that, Charlotte had one of their best efforts of the last month of the season. I I shouldn't say effort because the effort has always been there, but one of their best performances of the last month of the season. Getting this one close at the wire ended up falling just a little bit short and dropping the record to 10-39. and But those two headliners, Miles Bridges, Brandon Miller, boy, were they stars of the show. I mean, they almost single-handedly or double-handedly, I guess, carried those guys across the finish line. I mean, you got two guys that combined for 74 points. That's remarkable stuff. And, oh, by the way, one of them is a rookie. So, you know, that's something that you just look at and you say, wow, this is crazy. But, yeah, those two guys definitely did a great job last night, even though it resulted in what ended up being a 124-118 to 118 loss. But, again, the Hornets were down 74-58 to 58 at halftime. At that point of the game, the Lakers had 44 points in the paint. 44 of their 74 points in the first half were in the paint. They dominated the paint. They finished with 78 paint points. Hornets only had 52 on the other side, so it was just easy buckets there for guys like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and you're going to have paint points given up a lot with those two guys. I mean, they're veterans. They know how to get to the line as well and get those free throws. I mean, heck, going into this game, the Lakers had the most free throws for a team, and it wasn't even close. And the Hornets, I don't want to say they kept them off the free throw line, but they kept them off the free throw line more than most teams do. 16 and 19 at the stripe last night for the Lakers, which is a little bit below their average, I believe, off the top of my head. But overall, the defense was the one thing that was a little bit of an issue for the Hornets. Obviously, those points in the paint were just too much to overcome because if you go into the second half, Hornets did a really good job defensively. They were able to shut things down. That defense turned into offense. So if it wasn't for that big of a deficit there in that first quarter and that second quarter too, it's a completely different ballgame there down the stretch. And it's just one of those things where 
you know, a bucket here, a bucket there in the first half could have gone the other way. And maybe the Hornets are fighting at the end of the game instead of trying to play catch up. But overall, I mean, Miles Bridges and and Brandon Miller were just out of this world last night. Yeah, those two are the headliners. In terms of you know what went wrong for the game, it was the, the first half defense really just basically allowing a conga line to the rim for the Lakers. They scored easily and often, cuts the basket where there were just you know uncontested dunks or lanes. I mean, that's why there were so few free throws at certain points, just because there was no one between them and the basket. They just had easy lay-in after easy lay-in, easy dunk after easy dunk, lob after lob. And yet, the Hornets' offense was operating efficiently enough, particularly Miles Bridges in the first half, because Brandon Miller was dealing with a little bit of foul trouble. But, you know, Brandon, 21, uh, check that, Miles, 21 points in the first half, helped keep the Hornets somewhat in the game. 16 points, not insurmountable. Second half, much cleaner half defensively for Brandon Miller in the sense that he didn't foul, not nearly as much, and was able to stay on the floor, got himself going, ended up with 33 points. 25 of his points came in the second half. 20 of Miles Bridges' points came in the second half as well. And that adjustment by Brandon Miller to avoid the fouling, that is kind of an interesting wrinkle here for Brandon Miller because he's a young player. Uh, Sometimes one of the things to learn is, is how to defend it without fouling at this level with this kind of competition going against him. And quite frankly, Brandon Miller has had a couple of games where he's gotten into early foul trouble and it has sidetracked him from being able to score at the level we're accustomed to seeing. But last night was different. He made the adjustments. He was able to let guys go when they had beaten him. He was able to contest cleaner in the second half and keep himself on the floor. It's something that stood out to Hornets head coach Steve Clifford and just in general, Brandon Miller's ability to learn on the job and continue to get better game after game. No, he's playing great. And the other one tonight, remember now, the last time he got in foul trouble in the first half, he really struggled to get his body going in the second half. And tonight he was great. You could tell he learns. And that's not somebody talking to him or, you know, who, what did you say to him? It's not that. He's like, he's just how he is. You know, he figures stuff out uh, like they're double teaming him, you know, and all the pick and rolls now. So he's playing with a lot more activity off the ball to get space off the ball. And uh, he just does things that you don't teach. His natural ability is a huge part of the reason why he's now got back-to-back 30-point games. But that mental acuity, the ability to learn on the job, make adjustments, adjust to the game, it's a big part of the reason why down the line he's just going to be able to cut out fouling altogether, hopefully, for himself. But even on those nights where he does get into foul trouble, he'll be able to make the adjustments quicker, easier, and continue to have performances like he did yesterday. Sadly, it was a silver linings performance, 124-118, to the final score. Got to give a couple tips of the cap here to the Lakers. Their big three as of late has been LeBron James, Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell. Austin Reeves still very efficient. Other guys chipping in off the bench. They've had good performances all the way around leading to this three game win streak and overall winning Grammy road trip for the Lakers, but those three were really stars. D'Angelo Russell, the leading scorer for the Lakers with 28 points. LeBron James, 26 points. Uh, he, he just continues to amaze at 39 years old. He's just unbelievable. Anytime he seemed to want to, he just would take it in the lane and dominate, which is just incredible to watch. And then Anthony Davis, even by Anthony Davis standards, a very very top-notch performance. It was his third career triple-double, 26 points, 15 rebounds, and a career-high tying 11 assists. That's a big part of the reason why this is a Silver Linings podcast and not a winning edition. But I think we've got two 
clear leaders for Silver Linings' performance of the game. We'll let Rob Longo pick between them next here on the Hornets Ivecast. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Timecast brought to you by Senta. Hornets fall to the Lakers 124-118 to despite a game-high and career-high 41 points from Miles Bridges as well as the second consecutive 30-point effort from rookie Brandon Miller. He went for 33. So that's in back-to-back nights in about 29 hours of basketball. He scored 68 points. Unbelievable. Rob Longo? You have your choice for Silver Linings Performer. This is a tough one. This might be one of the toughest decisions that we'll make in terms of Silver Linings all season long, but I'm going to go with Brandon Miller. Austin Reeves pass. Take it away. Brandon Miller ready to take off. He's got to beat Hachimura. Swords. And he scores. Throws down a massive right-handed slam. That's a Dr. Pepper dunk. And that's the full two leaders. What a steal and finish. Rising above is Brandon Miller. Dunk you very much, Mr. Miller. Obviously, Miles is 41 points, a career high. That's great, but I thought that play in that moment was really, really something unique from a guy that is just continued to be fearless out there. If I had to take one word to describe Brandon Miller's game, I would say fearless. As a rookie out there, he doesn't care who he's going up against. He doesn't care if it's LeBron James. He doesn't care if it's Victor Wembanyama and he's got to hit a jumper over him. It doesn't matter. Whoever is out there on the floor, he's going to take them no matter what. And that's what I love about the kid, the steal and score there. Cut it to six with about three and a half minutes left to go. Really gave a Hornets a shot there late in the contest to maybe even take the lead and win the ball game. But Brandon Miller just continues to dazzle. Second straight 30-point performance, 33 points last night in the game. 13 to 25 from the field, 5 of 11 from beyond the arc. A couple of free throws in there, four rebounds, three assists. And the thing I loved about Brandon's game, 16 of his 33 came in the fourth quarter. Definitely Miller time last night in the fourth quarter here at Spectrum Center, but he just continues to shine. And keep in mind, too, he only ended up playing about 33 minutes in the game last night because he picked up his third foul with 10.37 left to go in the second quarter. He sat the rest of the first half. He comes out in the third quarter, continues to progress, and then just ignites from the field there in that fourth quarter offensively as well. So Brandon Miller is definitely my Silver Linings performance. Miles Bridges is also a good second, but for me personally, I like what Brandon Miller did last night. I know we're going to talk about him a little bit more here at length in a couple of moments, but for me, he's just my personal silver lining performance. I I cannot argue with the pick. I will give you my honest assessment of who I felt was the top performer in a moment, but first we want to hear from Miles Bridges, who after last night's game talked about the rookie Brandon Miller. I feel great, you know, playing with B, he's a monster, man. He's going to be he's gonna be great in, the, great in the future. Not good, great. So it, it, it felt good, you know, playing with B Mills, setting up some looks for him, watching him work. Um, it felt good for me to see some shots go down today. Miller, an outstanding night. Career high, 13 made field goals. Not quite his career high. That was 35 set all of 24 hours prior, uh, but 33, not bad at all. A uh, couple of numbers here. He is the first member of his rookie class to put up back-to-back 30-point games. So for all the attention, deserved attention, on Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren, Chet Holmgren plays more of a role, a starring one, a leading one, but not the star or the leader or the top shot taker on any given night for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So even though he scored 30, it's maybe not a shock that he hasn't put a couple of them back-to-back. With Victor Wembanyama, maybe slightly more surprising only because 
that whole offense is geared around him, and he doesn't play as many minutes as Brandon Miller does tonight, so maybe that's the governor on him that's keeping him from doing this routinely, but the numbers are what the numbers are. Brandon Miller is the only member of his rookie class with back-to-back 30-point performances, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but there's only a couple handful of rookies in the last 10 years who have done it, and the list is very impressive. He also caught the attention of King James. LeBron James uh, sought him out after the game. It's not uncommon for players to you know, exchange high fives and hugs after a contest, particularly when it's the last time on the season you're going to see each other as it is for the Hornets and Lakers. But LeBron, outstanding game. Brandon Miller had a really good game in Los Angeles, almost twice as good from a scoring standpoint this time around. Here's what Brandon Miller told the media LeBron had to say to him after the contest. I remember him saying, um, I've gotten better since um, every game um, that we played. But, you know, hats out to him, you know, greatest player in the NBA um, for sure. So it's just, you know, it's, it's all great feelings, you know, out there with the best best players in the world, competing at a high level, with, you know, like you said, a great atmosphere. So it's just No, honestly, a blessing. These are the kind of stages that you love to see young players operate and operate well on. It's one thing to do it just on any random night against any random team, but to do it in front of a packed house with one of the best players ever to play on the other side who had a really strong game finishing with 26 points, that's impressive from Brandon Miller. My opinion, it was razor thin. If I had to have picked first, I would have gone with Miles Bridges over Brandon Miller. It's close because this is just incredible stuff. But it's almost as if we're looking at it from a two-game sample size. Then, yes, Brandon Miller clearly head and shoulders above. But I thought Miles Bridges might have had on last night the slightly better game. Miller. Keeps the pivot foot down. Out to Miles Bridges. Five on the shot clock. Bridges drives the lane. He'll take off up and under left-hand lane. Yes! Counted and a foul! Miles Bridges finishes with a career-high 41 points. And the reason why it stands out to me after the fact, and this is like a hair-width difference between the two because they're both such excellent performances, but I had to look this one up and do a double-take. You know, 40 points is a lot. We, we've kind of become used to... Players just going for these kinds of numbers, what with Carl Anthony Towns going for 60 and Luka going for 70. and like These guys just pile up crazy, crazy numbers. But 40 points is a lot of points. And to put it in the context, in the history of the Charlotte Hornets franchise, going all the way back to the late 80s when the franchise was founded 35 years ago, there have only been now 52 total 40-point games. And Miles Bridges is just the 15th player to score a 40-point game. And for the moment, that list doesn't include LaMelo Ball or Brandon Miller, but it's going to in the not-too-distant future. But it just puts into context how difficult this is. And we're, Again, we become numb to it because there's so many great scorers in the game and they are able to just show what they can do on a level that it's unbelievable, quite frankly, what we're able to see on a nightly basis. But 40 points is a huge number of points and Miles Bridges was able to get there last night. Uh, 41, a career high for him. Also, it ties him now on the all-time leaderboard for career points with Gerald Henderson, 10th most now in franchise history, 4,701. So one more silver lining here for Miles Bridges. He's tied in the top 10 in franchise history for career scoring. 
Plenty more to talk about with this one. Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, clear silver linings in a 124-118 to 118 loss. We'll talk about some other statistical nuances from last night's game, in particular having to do with Brandon Miller. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Still breaking down last night's game against the Lakers, 124-118. to Some incredible numbers. There's some reality, though, about the, the current state of affairs. We're, of course, uh, less than a week away now from the trade deadline. There is an awful lot of rumors out there. Uh, I don't put a ton of stock in a lot of it, quite frankly. But it's noise that can't be ignored all the time, or at least is difficult to ignore. And it involves just about every member of the roster either directly because it has their name in it or indirectly because it has one of their good friends in the locker room in it. So there's no way of avoiding it. And clearly the injuries and the absences have taken their toll on the roster as well with a lot of losses piling up. It's a lot. But yet the Hornets have come through with a couple of really strong individual performances and last night an altogether great team one. Miles Bridges talked after his 41-point career high about ignoring the outside noise. We're trying to be competitive, um, and everybody's locked in, man. It's just, like Coach said, we're just kind of underhanded right now. But that's no excuse. You know, everybody's coming in, coming in ready to play. We're all NBA players, so we got to come and compete every night. Miles Bridges on uh, sticking to what's in front of them, and that's just playing the game, doing their best to get a win for Charlotte. Came oh so close last night in a 124-118 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hornets now 10-39, and but still some more stats to celebrate, Rob Longo, and we're going to focus in now on Brandon Miller. As I said before, if I had to have picked a silver lining, if I got the first pick, which I always give to you, but if I had to have a first pick, I would have picked Miles Bridges. But if it had been for... The two-day spread, the week, the month, the season maybe, it would have been Brandon Miller because the run he has been on is truly remarkable. And some stats beyond last night's game really stood out for Brandon Miller. So uh, one we touched on earlier, and that is the fact that he's the first member of his rookie class now with back-to-back 30-point games. That includes Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holmgren and Scoot Henderson and Jaime Hawkins and all the rest of them. He is the first one with back-to-back 30-point games. And it's not an easy feat. In the last 10 years, for a rookie to have back-to-back 30-point games, there are only eight rookies who have done it in the last 10 seasons. And just about every one of them is an all-star or a very, very high-level contributor. The non-all-stars on the list, Kobe White, who's having a remarkable year now for Chicago, but in his rookie season he had back-to-back 30-point games. Michael Porter Jr., he's a champion now with the Denver Nuggets, one of the best shooters in the game at the moment. Uh, Jalen Green of the Houston Rockets. That's one where maybe you can argue a little bit like, oh, you know, the, he was scoring a lot for a team that wasn't very good, but now the team's a lot better, and he still scores a lot. So clearly it was proof of a very bright future for that young player in Jalen Green. Then we get to the All-Stars. Here's the list. You ready for this, Rob Longo? Paolo Bancaro, just named an All-Star in his second season. Zion Williamson, former number one overall pick, multiple-time All-Star already. Luka Doncic, MVP candidate. Devin Booker, one of the top scorers and one of the top teams in the NBA and potentially maybe a future MVP candidate. And Trey Young, who led the Atlanta Hawks to the conference finals just a couple of seasons ago. So that's the company that Brandon Miller is keeping right now. Bancaro, Jalen Green, Michael Porter Jr., Kobe White, Zion Williamson, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker. If you're starting a young team in the NBA, you're going to have a couple of those guys on your wish list. And now you got to put Brandon Miller on it as well, I think. 
and he's just been on a heater too. If you expand this out to the last five games, he's averaging a little bit over 29 points per game, almost two steals per game, over four made three-pointers per game. His shooting splits right now, 49 45 86 and I think the 86 might be a little bit undervalued because he's just not getting to the free throw line a whole lot either I mean he could easily have a 50 45 90 split here if the ball bounces one way or the other in terms of a field goal attempt and if he gets to the free throw line a little bit more but I mean he's just been on another worldly level right now and anytime that you're able to go up and have that kind of talent that you just rattled off there as well is just really, really remarkable. And, you know, we got something special here in Charlotte right now with here with Brandon Miller. And if you pair him with a healthy LaMelo ball and a healthy Mark Williams, all of a sudden you got a big three core right there that you can build around and you can really take to the other level. And again, availability is the best ability. And unfortunately, we haven't seen that a whole lot this season. But man, if you get all three of those guys on the floor at the same time and they're healthy, hopefully we see that towards the end of the season because there's got to be a little bit of an evaluation process here moving forward for the Hornets but man that could be something special it certainly could and you know the availability part is maybe the reason why I'm not going to include Mark Williams on this next stat but it certainly could be when he's out there he's a dynamic shot blocking rim protecting big man and I think he's capable of putting up some great great numbers for the Hornets but for the moment there, there isn't a number that applies to him like the one I'm about to bring up here for Brandon Miller and there's a similar one for LaMelo Ball you know doing things relative to your rookie class to your team particularly when they're struggling that's one thing to do it relative to the history of the game is another and Brandon Miller reached a feat last night that only three people have done faster in terms of number of games played. Brandon Miller, fourth fastest player to 100 career threes. It took him 43 games. Only Larry Markkinen, 41 games. Luka Doncic and Keegan Murray, 42 games, got to 100 made threes faster. Now, Keegan Murray's a young player, and we'll see what he turns into. Markkinen has become an all-star and a focal point for a Utah team that's pretty good Hopefully on the verge of getting better, but you know we'll see what he also turns into in terms of his star power. Luka Doncic is a megastar. And so if you're doing something that's on par with Luka Doncic, that's incredible. And that's the kind of company, again, that Brandon Miller is keeping. And I think there is a similar storyline for LaMelo Ball. Uh, LaMelo, sadly, has had a lot of injury-riddled seasons the last couple of years, and that's sidetracked his ability to really compete for all-star nods or all-NBA, and it's, of course, hurt the Hornets as well. But the last time he was healthy for a full season, he made the all-star team, and he was one of the five youngest all-stars in NBA history. So it's a similar comparison point to Brandon Miller. When you do something that, for the history of the game, there are so few comparisons, and all of them are either Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers, or in the case of Miller here with Doncic, a possible future MVP and considered one of the brightest stars of the game today, that is saying something. So these exclusive list categories, uh, they're incredible. And Brandon Miller and LaMelo Ball, the Hornets have two of them. Most teams dream of getting one. The Hornets have two of them. Now, getting them aligned on the floor, that that is the end goal. That has to happen to see what their potential really is. But at least we know individually they're on par in a couple of categories with some of the greats in the game today and of all time. And what more can you ask for at that point? I mean, you have the building blocks. You have the foundation. Now it's just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's certainly a very, very good start. But 
again, this is something where we just haven't been able to see what that quote-unquote core three could possibly be because of the availability factor. And when LaMelo Ball was mostly healthy, Brandon Miller was coming off the bench a good bit, or he was in that starting role and they just weren't quite gelling together. I mean, if you go back and you look at what Brandon did in his first, what, month of the season compared to what he's doing now, I mean, it's night and day. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I would imagine that it would be a very, very stark contrast just based off the last five games of those numbers that I rattled off too, averaging almost 30 points per game. So I know he wasn't anywhere near that, and I know that the roster looked a little bit differently where you had veterans like Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier and those kind of guys getting more shots, and the shot distribution didn't go to Brandon Miller. But we've seen so far here through the course of the several months of Brandon Miller's professional career, that he can do different things. He can come off the bench and he can provide scoring. He can come into a starting role when there's veterans out there and continue to provide support. He can facilitate. He can rebound. But right now, like Steve Clifford said after the game yesterday, his priority right now and his need for this team is to score the basketball. And that's what he's been doing a really good job of. So he's dynamic in that sense. But the way that he's able to take over games as well, especially in that fourth quarter, I mean, again, 16 points in a quarter alone, guys don't even touch that in a game. So, I mean, it's one of those things where he has the ability to do a little bit of everything, and it all depends on what you need on any given night. And that's basically what we've come to entrust with LaMelo Ball when he's out there and healthy on the floor. Is LaMelo going to be the guy that go for 25 points tonight? Or is he going to go around and have a triple-double? Is he going to go for 11, 10, and 12? Is he going to have 15 assists? He can do a little bit of everything, and Brandon Miller provides that as well now. So now that you got two guys potentially out on the floor that can do that, that just makes that offense that much more dynamic. And again, all goes back to availability, unfortunately. But again, the future is very, very bright here in Charlotte in terms of all of those reasons. And, you know, maybe one closing thought on this, and it just kind of came to me, is like when you think of LaMelo Ball, he's the decision maker. He doesn't have to be the scorer. And when you look at this Lakers team that just came to town last night, LeBron James is everything in the NBA, but he's that team's lead decision maker. He's a point forward. I mean, he's the one that orchestrates the offense. And he can kind of dictate. If he wants to go for 40, if he wanted to last night, I'm sure he could have. Maybe it doesn't result in a win, but he can get himself those kinds of shots. He's such a a good decision maker all around out there on the floor. He makes plays happen. He keeps the ball moving. He keeps his teammates engaged. So unlike Anthony Davis or, well, Anthony Davis kind of did it too because he had a triple-double. But, I was going to say he had a triple-double. Yeah, but, but LeBron is kind of the one orchestrating things for the most part there, and, and it, it opens up different avenues to win games. There are going to be nights where LeBron James doesn't score 20 points, and he can still clearly impact victory, and he can go for 40 or 50 or 60 and do the exact same thing. And hopefully LaMelo Ball, now with a, a running mate who's shown that he can consistently score at that kind of level, a couple of them actually, because Miles Bridges' 40-point performance uh, is right up there as well, with those kind of options for him, he can be that maestro conductor of a future Hornets playoff quartet, maybe, or trio I'm getting a little too far into the musical weeds here, but you get what I'm saying, Rob. LaMelo Ball, hopefully healthy in the not-too-distant future with Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, Mark Williams. 
we can only dream for the moment what it'll look like, but hopefully soon enough it'll be a reality and hopefully a winning one in seasons to come. All right, Hornets fall 124-118 to 118 to the L.A. Lakers. They finally get a day off, a brilliant 48 hours for Brandon Miller. Back-to-back 30-point performances, first member of his rookie class to do that. A 41-point game for Miles Bridges, career-high 15th player in franchise history to go for 40 or more. And he's now top 10 in all-time scoring as well. Hornets get today off tomorrow back in action hosting the Toronto Raptors. Tickets for that one available at Hornets.com and we'll have our game preview podcast for it tomorrow. Rob Longo, thanks as always for joining me here on the HHC. Thanks, Sam. We'll talk again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. For Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us here. We'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.